Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hello, everyone. It's Anne Duffy, and this is the Just Do It podcast with my very, very special guest and our keynote, one of our keynote speakers of the Do Life Retreat in November, Miss Katrina Sanders. Hello, Katrina. Hi, Anne. How are you today? I'm doing great. I am just doing great. It's so You're lovely. Doing it. I'm doing it. No matter. It's my <laughs> duty to do it. Before I get started, Katrina. I really want to read a little intro for you so that our listeners can can get to know the amazing Katrina Sanders. This is so cute. This is what you have um, for us. Hello, and thank you for your interest in Katrina Sanders. (laughs) RDH, BSDH, MEDRF. And she is going to be a speaker for the Do Life Retreat. It is her goal and her mission and her why to utilize her unique talents, knowledge, and futuristic vision of our industry to connect with and empower as many dental professionals as she can. Having the opportunity to to meet your participants, work with your organization, work with our organization, and support our collaborative agreement for excellence within the dental community. It's truly the pre- the pleasure of Katrina Sanders. It's a lifetime commitment and a look forward to meeting all of you dues out there and working with us at our due retreat. And I'm so honored, so honored that you are going to kick off the retreat Thursday morning. It's going to be amazing. Oh my gosh. And I'm so excited because I, I have to tell you, and you know this, There is such an amazing hype in our community right now about the do retreat, about the things that you've done in years past. And we are all so hungry to connect and not just connect and talk about dentistry, because that's what we've been doing, especially since this pandemic. Like we've all been on a zillion webinars and, you know, learning and, and really working to redefine what it is that we're doing within our profession to serve our patients. But you and I both know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like we have to, you know, fill our own bucket. You can't pour into your wine glass from an empty bottle and you got to reopen <laughs> a new bottle. Yeah. So I'm so excited that we have this opportunity for all of us women to be able to pour into each other um, and to do that with you and to have the esteemed honor and opportunity to keynote it is just like, I, somebody pinched me. I'm, I'm so thrilled and I'm honored and I'm grateful and I cannot wait to be a part of this amazing event. So thank you. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you're the perfect choice for us because I've, as, as you know, when I remember seeing you at under one roof and this is a couple two, it's hard to remember when it was because it was two years ago. Um, that you were representing or sponsored by Dense by Serona. And you Mm -hmm. did this beautiful keynote um, at the front of the stage. And I remember sitting in the front row, like a proud mama watching you grow. Cause I met you before you were actually uh, catapulted into, I would say stardom for the dental community. And, and, and what I know about you, Katrina, is that you walk that walk. I read all those initials. I'm still, I don't even know what 
some of them mean, but <laughs> they are, you have, you're a learner. You love to study. You are, you are the real deal because you're in the trenches with AZ Perio. You love dental hygiene and you love the profession. And so that just gives you so much richness um, for, for all of us. And I just, I just retired after 45 years of clinical. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. But I, uh, every podcast or every webinar I've seen you on, it has brought me to more excitement, more gratitude, more um, just love of what I have done in my career. And to look back on a career in dental hygiene um, and to know that I, I, I was fulfilled in that career has, mm-hmm. has really meant so much to me. And just seeing the new generation of the dental hygienists come out with such passion, such knowledge, and, and really commitment to growing the profession yeah. in the profession is just, it's, it's so yummy and so outstanding. And so you are a do extraordinaire and you are the perfect person to inspire all of us because you do that on a regular basis. But, you know, the interesting you. thing, you started as a hygienist. Yes. And then tell us, how did you get from being a hygienist in the, in the operatory to that very next step? I mean, what was the first step you made to, to have this amazing career that I know young and, you know, I mean, heck, if I was in my fifties, my I would look at you and say, Hey, it's not too late. Dues don't retire. Yeah, how did you, right. what led you to get started outside of the op while still staying in the op? Oh my gosh. I, what an awesome question. And, and I have to say, I get asked this quite a bit from people. Um, the first thing was, and this is the craziest thing. When I was in dental hygiene school, my senior year, we had to fill out a career development manual where we had to kind of mastermind or almost manifest, like, what would your perfect career look like? And Katrina Sanders, like senior dental hygiene student, I just found my manual the other day (laughs) because I forgot about it. Um, and I was going through some old boxes. Um, I wrote that I wanted to speak. I wanted to travel. I wanted to work as a consultant. I wanted to publish. I wanted to write. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to, to be different in my community. And I, I wanted to use my, my talents, my passion, my skills in a unique way. And you know, it's so funny because when people would ask me this, when I first started my business, I would say things like, well, I listened to this podcast and I, you know, bought this guided journal and I hired this coach and all of those things are really important. And they certainly helped catapult me and, and build, but I had to take a moment and there've been some very influential pieces in my life just very recently, um, you know, uh, which has caused me to look back um, even before hygiene school, I, I was a speaker. I, I mean, even watching like my family videos, my, my mom put me at the center of everything. She had the camcorder around me. So I was very comfortable being on stage, being in the spotlight. I saw it when I was in high school, I was, you know, on the forensics team, the debate team, I was in theater, those things shaped so much of what it is that I did even before I went to hygiene school. And to know that now I'm in a position where I'm still seeking that spotlight, <laughs> albeit in a different way, um, you know, really wanting to talk about hygiene, but even more so wanting to create this, this fun sparkle for us in our profession is huge. But moving forward, the biggest piece for me was I early on in my career began to fall out of love with hygiene. And I hated that. 
because I went to school and I loved it so much. And I graduated on my graduation day. I said my oath and I got my pin and I was so ready to sign my name with those three letters after my name. And after a while, signing my name with those three letters, RDH, built resentment. I was drained. I was working in practices that did not honor my skills and my talents. I had to uh, lower my standard of excellence um, so that I could best align with quote unquote, that's how we do things here. And as that began to weigh on me, it it almost forced me, and I, I don't admit this. In fact, this, this, this is probably the first time I'll admit um, uh, in a public forum that I started to look for professions outside of dentistry. I started to look in pharmaceutical sales. Um, I really thought dentistry is probably not for me. And I had to have this moment where I realized I love dentistry um, and dentistry loves me, but I need to create the career and the profession that I want. Um, This is my locus of control. And so I began to create some mindset shifts. I began to think about some of the things that I was doing, like building a perio protocol in my practice. And instead of thinking, oh, they don't have a protocol set up and what a hot mess office I work in. I thought I get to do this. I get to create the type of hygiene department that I want. I get to create the protocols that I want to institute. And by the way, future consultants out there, what you're doing is you're building your consulting curriculum. Uh, I was teaching for a local dental hygiene program here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I loved teaching. And I was sharpening my skills in presenting content in a way that helped people understand. I was leaning back on my theater background to create an entertaining and comedic style to how I delivered this content. And so I must say um, the, the main theme of where it is that I am today began from a place of uncomfortability of me, you know, not being happy of me, not wanting to be complacent of me falling out of love with something and recognizing that I had the opportunity to reignite that passion. And so here I am today, um, you know, built a, a relatively provocative and contrarian brand in dentistry Um, where I really do want to lead the charge. I want hygienists to absolutely love what they do because we deserve that. It's a a thankless job. Um, You know, I honor uh, amazing individuals like you, Anne, who've been practicing for decades, serving our community. Um, As you know, our profession is moving forward and and I want to be a part of that charge. I, I want to, you know, clear the path so that hygienists behind us can step forward and and really step into their purpose and serve in a beautiful way. Wow. You know, that is absolutely phenomenal. And one of the things you said that really resonated with me is you took ownership of your own mindset at a young age. So like, who was helping you? What were the, what were some of the things that you were listening to? or, Or did you have a coach? Because, you know, so often, you know, you need somebody to like switch it around. It's not about them. It's about what I'm going to do. How'd you do that? Yes. Yes. So a lot of that mindset work, first of all, began with me accepting that I could make that change. And this is where we go into a lot of work about the internal and external locus of control um, that all too often we feel as though so many other things are impacting that we don't have control over the situation. And I recognized that when I drive to work in the morning, 
um, I have two options. I can be resentful and annoyed and frustrated and angry, or I can remember that time when I was in hygiene school and I begged to have a job that was paying me what it was paying me. And I begged for the opportunity to treat patients without my instructor doing, you know, checking my calculus removal, you know? And so it, first I had to invite it into my world, which I know sounds a little bit hippy dippy, but I've got some crystals over here. So just go with mm-hmm, me. On mm-hmm, <laughs> um, I got it. You know, I, I had to invite that in. Um, and when I was ready, when I acknowledged, I have an opportunity to, to change um, my world and to change my mindset. That's when I did start to dive into some coaching. Um, I worked uh, very closely with a master life coach. Her name is Kara Alwell. Uh, she has a podcast called Style Your Mind, Ooh. and she has several guided journals and some amazing books. Um, she runs a brand called The Champagne Diet, uh, and she really leads the charge in empowering female entrepreneurs who are multi passionate. Um, to really step into their power. And so I began listening to her podcast on the way to work. And I will say this, Anne, what was funny is, do you know the, um, the app Voxer? Are you familiar with yes. that? Yeah, I've heard of it. So um, I have Voxer. And what I used to do every morning driving to work is I'd hop onto Voxer and I'd box my friend, Becky, who's a hygienist. And she <laughs> would just complain the whole time we were driving to work. Oh, and then I have to do this. And then I have to do that. And, blah, blah. and what I did was I stopped voxing Becky she's, we're still very good friends. I just was like, I need to get my head out of this mindset of I'm going to complain the whole way to work. And instead I started listening to Kara's podcast and I found that I was getting to work and I I wanted to create a better environment for my assistant. I wanted to create a better working environment for my colleagues. I wanted my patients to love being in the operatory. And I really began to feel just overwhelmed with gratitude. I began to look at the operatory as a sense of inspiration. Like when I started writing writing articles. And by the way, I wasn't getting paid when I first started writing these articles. The the op gave me that inspiration. I would find a patient would say something. It's like, Ooh, that's a good title for an article. Or, you know, people would come to me. My colleagues would ask me questions about an injection technique. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's an amazing course to build out. I began to receive. And instead of this scarcity mindset and frustration about how are you going to pay me for this? And I'm writing this article and I'm giving this time. It became about an abundance mindset and how can I share and how can I grow in that? Um, And that really led the charge for me in creating this insane wine sipping empire (laughs) that I have now. So it's been cool. It's been really cool. I love that you said that what, what goes in your brain comes out of your brain. And, you know, it is funny if you, um, it, a long time ago, somebody, one of my coworkers said, could you bring me to pick me up every morning and go to work with me? And I'm like, I don't know, because we would be like, we would like, nah, 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 the whole way there. And yeah. I have a certain routine when I would go to work. I have a, I, I well, back in the day, all of you that are listening that are, you know, have been practicing over 40 years. Um, I have a, I have a CD and by the time I got to work, it was really about abundance. It was really about how can I care? It was really about my calling within my dental hygiene profession. A lot of people have a hard time finding a calling within that, but we're all called for, for something. And and you don't want to waste those hours, those eight hours a, a day that you're in the operatory waste them, right? You want to, you want to build on that. So I love that you just a simple thing, if you're listening, right, you know, change what's going in to your mind and to your brain. That's a, that's a great start, a great start, but you know, I mean, I know it's not all like, um, 
you know, uh, uh, skipping through the tulips, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know, you've 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 been pretty authentic, and I would say even I didn't. I forgot that you were in in theater. That does not surprise me because you are so um, authentic. But you also your emotions. I mean, it's the real deal. So I mean, when we see Katrina Sanders, we see a real person um, with real emotions, and you're not afraid to hide that. And we've been through a lot with you. Um, those yeah. of us that know you and, and your your fans, you've got, you know, a tremendous following, which, you know, uh, you're it's growing by leaps and bounds. And, and, and um, I, I got to tell you this, I remember when I first started uh, following you, and I don't we didn't even know each other. It's like, Oh, that's a little, like you said, provocative. Um, yeah. And yet it was so cool. I was like, my gosh, she's just so authentic but with this heart of gold and this this um this this abundance mindset that you have like everybody is welcome to laugh with me and be with me and yeah. why we don't have to be all that serious all the time so i think that you've gotten through through some things so some of the barriers right that you've yeah. i mean like now you're speaking and you're getting the big you know the big gigs which you deserve because you deliver right? It's not like you're Thank just, you. uh, I, I have seen you put a program together and it is, it is rock solid with <laughs> science behind it. And, um, you know, I just, I love the way you present that. So what are some of the barriers and, and that you've seen along the way, and especially for, for women, uh, in yeah. our field, you know, we're dominated by women in dental hygiene, but you're breaking into other areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say, first of all, the, the biggest barrier that I had to get over was imposter syndrome. And um, for those of you who don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's a, a, I don't know if it's like a term in, in our psychology books, but the concept of imposter syndrome is, who am I to share this message? Who cares what I have to say? Um, you know, who would pay me to do this? That's silly. That's bizarre. And I will tell you, the first catalyst in me launching my work was I knew I needed to do something more. I felt it in my heart and I bought this guided journal by Kara Alwell. Um, and the very first question in the guided journal was if you could do whatever you wanted for the rest of your life and money was not an object, what would you do? And the thing is, a lot of us would say things like I would go to the beach and hang out with my fabulous gay friends and just sip Chardonnay and eat sushi all day. But then you get sick of that after a while because we are passionate beings and we have a, an ultimate purpose. And so we have to be able to step into that. So after you spend a couple of weeks, you know, in Santorini with the gay, yeah, yeah. what would you really do? And in this guided journal, uh, I wrote I would drink wine, talk about dental hygiene and save homeless animals. I wrote that in this guided journal in 2017, in March of 2017. Wow. And I will tell you four years later, I have built a business making more money. Not that it is about the money. It's about the impact. Um, but I have sustained myself by drinking wine, talking about dental hygiene and saving homeless animals in, in many different facets. And I'm very uh, grateful that uh, the Katrina RDH uh, empire has also expanded into other philanthropic work. But the first thing I had to do was after I read that, what I wrote in 2017, I sat back and I thought that is the most ridiculous thing. And nobody's going to be able to build a business off of that. And that was the first hurdle I had to get over a few other common barriers that I think a lot of people run into you look to the people in that profession to provide you advice. 
you know, what are some of the things that you did to get started? And that works for many. It doesn't work for me um, because I am not here to look like everybody else. And I'm not here to be an annoying echo. And I'm not here to replicate the things that everybody else has done. I'm here to stand out and I'm here to make something different. And I'm here to be a unique voice. And so I was told things by our colleagues, um, things like you shouldn't wear dresses like that, or you shouldn't wear high heels like that. It makes people feel uncomfortable. I had somebody tell me, um, somebody come up to me in the bathroom one day and say, I can't believe you'd walk out on the stage without pantyhose on. Um, you know, I, oh I had gosh. people, uh, I had people early on tell me, um, you shouldn't try to be funny on stage because women aren't funny. Um, and so, you know, putting a lot of those things aside, that quote unquote advice that came from people that were well-intended, um, but didn't serve me. So I had to move over those barriers. I had to walk through a lot of other barriers. And one thing that I do want to be clear about for the women that are listening is that um, your personal life very much, um, you know, can provide a safety net and a, a structure and a support. If you have an amazing partner, if you have supportive friends, if you have uh, influences in your friend circle, in your family life, um, that can provide a beautiful source of scaffolding and support. Um, it can also make it very difficult uh, you know, for women to feel as though they have the time, the money, the freedom, the autonomy to step into their own power. And speaking frankly, and I've put this out on my social media, so it's not a new concept, but I dated a partner for many years um, who, without me really understanding, um, was not supportive from a, uh, the way that he spoke to me. And as I read back on journals and the things that I wrote about at the time when we were in a relationship, it was very clear why my, my business and my work would never go to the moon if I allowed that energy in my space. Um, so when you saw me speak at RDH under one roof, 24 hours prior to me standing on that stage, I told that individual that we were no longer going to be pursuing our nine year relationship and to please move out of the house. Um, that takes bravery. That takes, um, you know, a lot of swallowing down your own pride. It takes, um, a lot of honoring that the fear of going, you know, on with your life, um, cannot outweigh the fear of being in the same stagnant situation that you're in. In addition to that, over the past two years, my, my mom suddenly and tragically uh, passed away, collapsed in the kitchen. Um, and we're very, um, you know, saddened by losing her because it was very untimely. She was not sick. Uh, dad found her uh, on the kitchen floor, performed CPR on her, and it was enough to pump enough oxygen into her vital organs so that she could donate her uh, organs and her tissue. Um, and we're very proud of the life-saving gifts that she has provided uh, to our community. And most recently, my mom's uh, lung cells uh, were used to test medicaments uh, against the SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19 virus wow. uh, at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. So we're very proud of my mom. Um, and uh, after that, of course, uh, you, you know, write your parents' eulogy and, uh, and try to figure out how to move on with your life. And of course, at that time I was pouring into dad and, um, there's so much gratitude I have for the support that I have from my family. Um, and so of course, as, uh, life would continue to challenge me in December of 2020, 
um, just like Groundhog's Day, uh, dad was not answering the phone one morning, uh, found him collapsed in the same spot mom was, um, and we lost him in December of 2020. My dad was my best friend, and he was a massive driver and a source of inspiration for me. So you identify that um, this, this is one of those moments where either this is this is the end, this is where the dental wine genist uh, dissolves, sips her last glass of wine and goes back into the operatory uh, full time and leaves behind all of that. Or this is the time when the dental wine genist opens up a new bottle and continues to find things to celebrate knowing full well um, that there is a lesson in all of this somewhere. And nevertheless, um, you know, no matter what it is that you believe uh, religiously or spiritually, um, for me, uh, I know that I have two of the most amazing guardian angels, um, you know, continuing to support me and uh, cheer and root from above. Um, I would have to say those have been incredible barriers and certainly um, those could have been opportunities for everything that I built to come crumbling down around me. Um, but what I learned in all of those things uh, is that life is not promised to you. Tomorrow is not promised. And I cannot live a life of regret and wondering what if I would have launched that consulting firm. Gosh, I had a lot of passion and talent around that. And and what would life have looked like had I been brave and done those things instead of living in a scarcity, fear-based mindset of, well, I'm going to die tomorrow. So does this all matter? I realized in writing dad's eulogy, um, which was, and will probably always be the most difficult program slash speech I've ever written. Um, and when I had to write about his legacy and when I had to write about what was so special about this man, it was about the impact. People who had never met dad uh, wrapped around me and my sisters and my brother while maybe they had never been in the same room with him or shook his hand, or maybe he didn't know who they were. What he did was he lit a candle and that candle lit another candle until the dynamic energy of who he was illuminated so many. That's impact. That's a legacy. And um, gosh, who, who would I be if I didn't continue that? Because that's what mom and dad wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, Katrina. You're, you know, and it just, I could, I'm almost picturing them in heaven, the beautiful, unconditional love that they raised you with. First of all, I'm, I'm applauding them as just amazing parents. And, and just the fact that you can carry that on, lighting a candle for others. And I remember saying this to you, when I heard the tragic news about your dad, I felt like I knew your dad, because you yeah. did share him with us, you did share those moments. And it reminded me of my dad. And, and I also think you sharing about the relationship you had, you know, people, women are listening to this, you know, when is it time for you to let go of something that doesn't serve you? Right. Um, and, and I've, I've seen it so many times that women have this power, this, 
these dreams, like when you wrote that dream, it was almost like, and kudos to you that you wrote it on paper. That's that, you know, because I think it's a, a dream that a 10 year old might have, because there's no barriers when you're 10 and you're a girl yes. and you could do anything. And then all of a sudden life starts to beat you down and you get uh, sour grapes, so to speak, and you get yes. naysayers and, oh, you shouldn't wear that. And, oh my God, don't be funny. I'm like, my mm-hmm. grandmother used to say, oh, and don't smile so big. I'm like, oh, okay, grandma. I mean, it was like, <laughs> you know, and, and when you finally realize this is me and I think of you and I think if not you, Katrina, who, you know, you're oh. changing, you're changing the world for all of us. And for those that are following and those that are in it, I think you give us hope and also determination to not let anybody squelch your dreams because yeah we can do it we're all special unique and we all have these amazing talents we just have yes. to be able to to recognize that and it comes with you know loving yourself first because when yes. you're in a trapped uh, relationship um you don't feel very loved and you don't feel very loving and that's that's we don't have to put up with that, you know, I mean, no. but, we, but the fear of that. And so you, your story will, will resonate with, with when people that are listening with us, and then I can't wait. It just, it just really feeds right into when life gives you sour grapes, stomp them, stomp Which, them, <laughs> stomp them, baby, stomp them. That's right. And that I'll never forget this. And, and listen, those of you that are coming to the retreat, we, Katrina and I talked a little bit, um, I think it was an eight was I was it ADHA that we talked. Yes. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I get this absolutely beautiful scenario of what you wanted to say from your heart to the women that are going to be with us. And it's so special. I don't even I, you know, I I could I, that that honestly, did you feel like you were being channeled? That was an out-of-body experience because it just I don't know. I, and I think you must feel that way quite often when you're writing Yeah. that you're like, where are these words coming from? They are coming from someone that's so deep and, and yet you can express your thoughts in such a beautiful, um, poetic way, Katrina. And that's oh, a gift that you, you have. Thank you. I'm excited. It, it's so, and, and you're right. And to your point, I think, um, there are so many women that have so much beautiful innate talent within them and so many gifts that they're not sharing with the world. And I think, um, you know, I'm studying a lot about the feminine energy of business and the masculine energy of business. Well, you have to have both. You do. Um, But there's something that's so beautiful and strong and robust about women in business um, and and women in life because their, their intuition um, it's something that we as women have been taught to ignore, to, you know, don't, don't honor your feelings. You know, when you just have a gut feeling about something, or you say, you know, why is it that my heart is feeling so called to this right now? You know, and, and it's hard because we've been so accustomed to look to logic and analytics for everything, particularly in dentistry, but we serve people. We are healers. We are helpers. That's what mm. we do. There's, there's a beautiful intuition that has to come from within. And for there, there are women out there, I know, and that are listening to this right now, 
that feel something in their gut. And you know what? It's been, it's been bothering them for a while. For me, it was my relationship. Uh, you know, I would go to jazzercise because that's my time to just kind of openly think. And I would think like, I'm trying so hard. And why is it just not working? And every time it just does, it's not working. And it sat and it ate at me and it ate at me and it, and it did. And the more it ate at me, the more I recognized I wasn't living my authentic self. And there was a, a hygienist who posted in a private group. Now she's very open about it. And she shared in this private group of women about her, the relationship she was in at the time and the fact that she was walking away. And here's why. And I felt so compelled by what she said because I was living that too. And if I was going to start this business and live in my truth and step into my power, and if I'm listening to these podcasts every morning and, and gosh, darn it, I'm, I'm working all day. I'm using my lunch hour to send emails to potential clients and to write programs. And then I work the rest of the day and then I come home and I'm working all night and I'm going to bed and then I'm working my weekends and I'm flying myself places for free because I'm not making money. I'm doing all these things because I'm building something. And yet here I am holding myself back. Because if I'm going to stand up there and expect people to pay me to hear my voice, my voice has to say something that is honest and raw and genuine. And so to your point, there's, there's something for most women that if you're not living your purpose right now, that you feel in your gut, that there is something there. And maybe it's not even dentistry related. Maybe it's, you know, I want to start a, a friendship bracelet company that helps benefit you know, dogs with dysentery or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is that there is something that calls to your heart. And there's something so magnetizing about someone who has stepped into that power that people just cannot explain. And for, for somebody who feels, and, and I'm still working through that every day, you know, I being completely raw, honest, and authentic. Um, I miss my dad every day. And I am working tirelessly to release the grief of not being able to call him and talk to him every day. It, it, is, it is work. There is a lot of work that I've had to do within, but every step that I take in, in releasing that brings me into a deeper sense of purpose. And, uh, and it feels amazing to be able to do it. It, it really um, allows me to honor my calling. and to your point, um, honor what mom and dad would want. Yes. And, and, and it's okay to hang on to your grief because your grief is almost like I'm looking at your title. When life gives you sour grapes, it's, it's really, that is grief, but you, it, if you, if you own it and you take it and you, and you recognize it, you can turn it into something beautiful. And that's what they would want for you. Absolutely. You know, if we're going to honor their legacy, they would not want you to be sad, but sadness is okay because it's, it's a journey and you can't yeah. just stuff it, which is, um, you know, uh, that's kind of my, been my mojo, but I, I feel, I know that that's not the way to be. We have to use it, turn it around Yes. because as a sommelier, some, some Molière, no, sommelier, sommelier, right? Is that, is that right? Yes, yes. You know that if you have, no, no I, I would imagine you could make a delicious wine out of anything if we had, if you could uh, get your feet in the That's in right, the crush them, right? Crush them. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah. And that's, that's the message that I'm really thrilled to be able to share at the do retreat um, this year is to show uh, and, and provide hope and maybe a sliver of inspiration about the fact that um, the universe is never going to put on a silver platter, like a quarter of a million dollars for you to start your business and a free life coach. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and all of a sudden your partner is going to turn into the world's most supportive person. And all of a sudden, like, you know, your, your weird ex is going to stop texting you and, you know, your friends are all going to get behind you and all these hours in the day are just going to appear out of nowhere. And it, it doesn't happen like that. The, the thing for so many women is that they take those moments and they create magic from it. And so I'm excited to, to be a part of this program and I'm excited to show a little sparkle of that magic for everybody at the do retreat this year. Oh my gosh. There's so much. And not only that, but just be able to hang out with you and, um, to see, because I, what you, what uh, some of what you said and some of the teas here, honestly, people think you make it look easy, Katrina, you work hard for where you are right hard now, work. darling. You, it is hard, but at the end of the day, you've got your eye on the prize. You've got your eye on what you're good at, right? You know what you're good at yes. and you know what you want to deliver and you are doing it, girl. You are doing it, Katrina. Oh, Do extraordinary. I can't wait uh, for everyone to get a little bit of um, your message and um, to grow your message in their own yes. hearts and their own souls, yeah. their own minds. So, you know, thank you, darling. And just have the best day. Thank you. You too. You know, as the world o- opens up and closes down and opens up and closes down, we're just, we're, we're going to do it no matter <laughs> what we got this, we got this. And, 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 and if you, if you're having a tough day, as you and I know, call a do call a do, right? Yes. Maybe help you out. Yes. Lean on your amazing support system. Yes. yes. And, and, and keep doing you all keep doing you. Thank you, Katrina Sanders. You take care. Thank you. We'll see love you, you soon. Mwah. Yes. I love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the just do it podcast hosted by Ann Duffy to learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.